Welcome, everyone, to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your host, Sean Lewis, and this week we have a series of shows that we're bringing you from our little field trip. We rolled down south on the map to hit up the massive art event, Street Legacy SoCal Style Masters, at the California Center for the Arts in Escondido. It's featuring some of the biggest names in the West Coast art scene. I'm talking Risk, I'm talking Esteban Oreo, Mr. Cartoon, Shepard Ferry, OG Abel, Mike Giant, Mir One, David Flores. I mean, a hundred names at the very pinnacle of the scene. Too many to list. It's one part art show. It's also one part lowrider convention featuring some of the most celebrated car clubs in SoCal. And everything is curated by the infamous combo of Bobby Tribal and Jim Dacian. So bear with me as I forge these clips together and, and bring you some of the story and many parts this week on the Hard Luck Show. <laughs> all right. So, okay. All right. All right. So we're trying to create a list of um, what we've done uh, activities up to this point in order for us to keep track of it and help Old Blue Eyes with how we're cutting the shows together, whatever. So first interview was Candace. Yeah. So first interview was Candace. <clears throat> and then after Candace, we went. Well, oh, please. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No. Wait a minute. It was when you guys interviewed you in here. That's right. right. Then we went out, and that's when we almost me. got to Mexico with Jesus. Yeah. Right? I almost, yeah, I almost got to Mexico. And oh. Mr. Bowtie came in for a minute? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Then, if I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong, but what happened after that? What did we do after that? Did we try to find Mike Giant, and then we didn't? Oh, we found him, and he was doing push-ups or something, right? Yeah, yeah he was doing yoga. yoga. <laughs> and we got close enough to him, and he was like, was he was talking about an eighth. <laughs> right. Um, what was the... Uh, okay, so we didn't find Giant. Then we we came back here. All right. And then... You we, guys went to eat. We went to... Well, before that, you guys massaged that banner about a billion times. Oh, yeah, we, we got uh, marketing here. Dean and, yep. and, uh, and Cooper. Right. And then we went to get something to eat. That's right. Um, there was a little talk out during the eat, the lunch talk. That's right. Bobby Jr. We talked to the lady at the birria truck. Birria truck. Um, um, we talked to. We talked to the son of Bobby. That's right. We talked to. Uh, the documentary guys. Oh. Hunter Shite. That was his name, Hunter Shite. Shite? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of shite is that? <laughs> his name was like Hunter Shite. <laughs> and I almost made a joke, like, are you hunting for shite? Is that what it is? But I didn't because I'm trying to be cool for okay. Bobby. Okay. Right, right, right. right. So then after that, we talked to Rice or Death Man. That's right. And then we came back here. 
caught back up with Jesus because he was on a shopping trip for his brother. Yeah. I'm What's like, your brother doing right now? What's uh, he up taking to? Taking care of his son. Oh, Mr. Mom. Yeah, he's Mr. Mom right now. All right, cool. And then he's going to take him back to his mom. All right, cool. And then we went to, uh, after being in here with Jesus, then we went to go try to figure out maybe we could find someone to walk with us. I try to get you to be the documentarian. You're like, I probably talked to one of these guys that's asleep. And then, and then we go, hey, you know what's a good idea? We should just go with Jesus. He's got all of these people's work right. up and, in his house. And he was perfect at it. He was perfect. Well... He, what happened, what Jesus started doing, which was fantastic, when he started telling us, like, that guy's an artist, you should go talk to him, that guy's an artist. And so we were like, uh, all right, so we talked to the first one. First of all, you did this terrible interview. But other than that, right, he's like, I'm a terrible interview. And then we asked him, we're like, so what's, what do you see here? And he's like, a lot of artwork. I'm like, okay, that was a terrible interview. <laughs> it was, I told you. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was going to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> but then you go, yeah, that, that guy right there is an artist. So we go right over there. We have, now look. No disrespect, but Oh Blue Eyes and I don't know what the fuck we're talking. We don't know. So we go over there and go, sir, you're an artist? And he's like, I was the first one. He was. <laughs> I've been the longest for the dust. And he gave us an amazing interview. Yeah. That was, for me, maybe one of the highlights of the last three years for me. For sure. Right? Like, that guy was awesome. And then so was Mr. Martinez. Then, we, then, then you were like, that dude too. So we went over there. That guy's super talented, man. I mean, that guy could draw anything. I know. Yeah, well, that OG Abel dude that he was talking about, yeah. if you've ever seen him on Instagram, he does this time-lapse shit with his fucking drawings. Bro. It's dope. I have his, I have his art at home, too. He, he, all, all it is is time-lapse of him drawing from beginning to end, right? And he'll show you either the calligraphy letterings or full-on beautiful drawings of, like... Drawing? Yeah, I don't know. I picked that up on some stupid Drawings. shit. Drawing, drawing, fucking. My name is Simon. You're a bum looker. But anyway, OG Abel. So yeah, that dude, and we drew, and we, and he would, he'll draw like a lion. Yeah, it's fucking sick. Like for real, sick. Like not like your cousin draws better than you, sick, but like sick. real sick. Yeah, like Im amazing and. As, like, just watching his fast shit, you get, like, a super sense of, like, wow, that's one guy that's honed his craft. So, anyway. I got one of them here. Huh? You got a tattoo of what? One of the lines he made. Oh, really? Yeah. Not, like, the one he's talking about, but that's, that's one of them. Yeah. I just think that Jesus, just for any excuse to take his shirt off and flex, is yeah. right. like, hey, look at this. I want to look at you, Mom. Look at this. All right, so yeah, he is the direct descendant of Frank Sinatra, old blue eyes. Look at his eyes. Come here. Show her your eyes. Okay, you do have beautiful eyes. See that? <laughs> you do. It's old blue eyes. And so, but the terms of his trust is he technically can't say or acknowledge it. Otherwise, he messes up the quarterly payments. Huh. That's a true story. That's a true story. Look at his, look at his smile. And you should see, dude, luckily he settled down a little bit, but he used oh. to just tear a massive rampage wrath through the ladies. Really? Yeah. Look mm. at his face. Look at that. Because <laughs> strangely, like, he had kind of a slight Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg thing, Sinatra thing going on. I'm not kidding you. Yep. Oh. Yes. 
at the uh, many parties, uh, uh, guys went home brokenhearted because their girls were having fun. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I'm not kidding. Anyway, I didn't mean to divert you with that conversation. Listen, this is a Hard Luck Show exclusive. All of our um, fans in the Southland, all of our supporters, we're here, right? 340 North Escondido Boulevard. Yep. Is that right? We're here with Candice, yes, who is the marketing maven. How would you describe <laughs> your title? So my title is the marketing communications manager. So my job is just basically making sure that all of the information that we have here at the center, all of our events, um, everything we have to offer gets back out to the community. Awesome. And yeah. so you said the center. What center is that? Or describe the center if you can. Like, Tell the people. Tell the people. <laughs> So the center, oh gosh, in so many ways, um, or so many less words, the center is definitely a cultural educational hub for just about everybody and every anyone. Um, our mission is to bring arts and culture to underserved youth and community. Okay. So, oh gosh, the center is definitely a place where your memories are made. Wow. At I least mean, that's I what it is for me. <laughs> I'm sensing like a certain amount of a passion and emotion that's actually coming from me when you describe what the center really means to the community. It does. Um, I've actually grown up coming to the center since I was very little. So since I was about, oh gosh, maybe 10 years old, I've been coming to our community events. So I've been fortunate enough um, to come here and learn all about Dia de los Muertos, like Day of the Dead. I've yeah. got to have Christmas events here that we've done for the community. I've got to meet so many people here and the people who own the shops down on Grand. Um, so it definitely holds a very special place in my heart because I have so many great memories here. And what event currently do we have going on right now? Oh, so right now we have, um, whew, we have legacies happening. Um <laughs> So right now, we have Legacies, which is the most incredible museum exhibition. It's basically SoCal-style masters, um, and it's a collective um, arts of different artists all throughout San Diego County. And so right. we've brought them all together to basically showcase their artwork here in the museum. Right. And at the top of the sort of pyramid or the exhibition is who and what company? Um, so the top of the pyramid in the exhibition, it's definitely Bobby Ruiz. Um, he's tribal wear. Yep. I believe, yes. Okay. No, tribal street wear. And <laughs> yes, by the sir. way, uh, Jesus, um, also known as Instagram Jesus, he is wearing a hat and he loves tribal street wear. He is, I, I mean, I would say a disciple at this point, <laughs> right, of tribal street wear. Which, you know, they've been in business for multiple, multiple decades curating the kind of art, yeah. right? Southern California, the blend, the mm -hmm. street, the b-boys, the customized cars, the car clubs, the yeah. graffiti, right? Mike Giant, yeah. who is a giant, is just outside <laughs> walking around with his dad looking at cars and ladies. There's um, every kind of style, right, that started with Teen Angel and all these oh. other kinds of things yes. is what Bobby Tribal and Tribal Streetwear has been curating f since time of memoriam. And now finally they're getting their due. They're here at, right, the Escondido. So it's the California Center for the Arts, Escondido. California Center for the Arts, Escondido. Yes, sir. Everything's going to be here. We, oh, we've yeah. seen already all of the cars 
yes. being parked out front. And it seemed like it was, you're clutching your, your pearls, you're clutching your heart. They were so beautiful. Right. What do you <laughs> oh my do? Gosh. When, what do you do with cars that are that beautiful, all the candy-coated paint? Oh. All of the design, all of the thought and the energy that was put into it from a, from, a, from a perspective of somebody who's been around the arts, what is your thought about how cars can be expressions of a culture or a community? Oh, gosh, not just a culture and community. Um, me personally, I feel like cars are an extension of ourselves. You know, we spend so much time in them. We can paint them any color we want to. Um, different cars have, like, different cultures. They go with different communities. You know, you have everything right. from, you know, I grew up in San Diego, so I grew up in two different cultures where you have all the dirt bike riders, you know, and all that. Right. And then you also have all the low riders and things like that. So right. it's definitely an extension of yourself. And I think when it comes to art, what's very unique about this car show today that I've already seen with some of the cars is they're some of the most intricately designed cars I have ever seen. I mean, <laughs> it's funny because I'll kind of see some people standing around. And I'm like, okay, you definitely go with that car. Like right. that, that screams you, you know? Right. So it's really interesting. It's definitely an extension of yourself, you know, and it's another way to express yourself, whether you're driving everybody, when you have your car, they if you're proud of your car, they kind of know like who you are and where you're from. Right. So I think in that way, it's really cool how different art can play into your cars and different cultures and things. So how long will this exhibit be on display? Oh, you got me a good one. That's 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 what I bring to the show. I, I get people a good one. No, definitely. So it opens today and it's actually free admission into the museum today, which is really quite lovely. And so it'll run. Oh, give me one second. I think it's running for quite a while. Actually, it My is. understanding is it's at least a month. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, uh, and Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, the uh, Candace is uh, doing, looking at her desktop. She's pulling <laughs> up all of these important files. If you work at the center, there's a million things to remember. No, it actually is open from June 25th till August 28th. Awesome. Yes. So that's actually two months. Yes, sir. You have that's a lot of time to today come in. It's free. Yes, and today it's absolutely free. So there's a museum aspect that's inside. Can you give us a little snapshot or a thumbs, thumbnail sketch of what's inside the museum? Oh, gosh. Um... For me, what's inside the museum is Southern California individualism. It represents a lot of strength. It represents a lot of our, um, not necessarily issues, but different realities that people live in and that they're going through. And um, I think what I really like about this exhibition is it's really a great reflection of showing that your circumstance is definitely different, but it doesn't always have to be your song. And everybody here has a very different perspective on life. And it's very beautiful to get to kind of walk in and see everyone's different perspective of life and from like Southern California. So that's so such a small, narrow margin. But it's really cool just to see how different it makes everybody. I fucking love what you just said. Okay. <laughs> and are you going to turn that into a song? Oh, I should. That you sounded really pretty good. Yeah, it was fantastic. You were like... <laughs> That might be your circumstance, but that doesn't have to be your song. Oh, that definitely has to be taken from somewhere. The least spoken yeah. word. Right? At least said that. spoken word. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so we've got an idea of the museum. There's going to be food. Uh, yes. Old Blue Eyes and I have been helping ourselves to liquid death. 
<laughs> oh, yes. The most scary, shocking, horror-intense drinking water you can imagine. Oh, I, yeah. I highly recommend severed lime, <laughs> right? Severed lime or... The berry, what was the berry? Buried alive, mm-hmm. the berry flavored buried alive. You know, my favorite, which is mango chainsaw. Mango <laughs> chainsaw. Because you know what? If you have to drink sparkling water, why not be scared? And why not make it really cool? You and know, why not it's make cool. it cool? Right. Like the logo's cool. When you're holding the can, you kind of feel cool, you know? And for me, like if you're hanging out with all your friends in the beer garden, but you're the sober driver, you can still grab a can of liquid death and look like you're in all the photos. Because the <laughs> severed lime looks like a 40 of Mickey's. It's soda. That's awesome. It's bubbly. It's no troubly. <laughs> Get there on you did it. it. What are you doing? All right. Well, listen, Candace. Obviously, you're the perfect representative of San Diego, uh, right? Uh, how often do you go to the beach? Oh, I live about 15 minutes from the beach, so at least three to four times a week. Right. And yeah. see, and that's like a major thing. So what is the? what do you do at the beach? Let's give everyone a little taste of the Southern California uh, paradise. So I'm like your ultimate Southern Californian. I love Oceanside, California. Um, Oceanside also has a very big lowrider culture. Yeah. So. Um, is it true that it's by the side of the ocean? Oh, it's right there. You, you best believe. Okay. I mean, my, I mean, I am 28, disclaimer. So when I go get drinks, uh, my favorite thing to do is we have a bunch of bars that just sit and overlook the ocean. And you get to go, get your drinks, sit, listen to live music, overlook the ocean. It's What kind of, what's your drink, Candice? Come on. Ooh. Let's, let's, let's be real. It it's, definitely it's depends sa- on the day. Okay, so on a Wednesday... On a Wednesday, we're probably just doing wine. But if it's like, I'm going out, then we're doing tequila. Nice. And Has do, you, to. do you have a tequila recommendation? Do you say, like, look, stay away Fortaleza. from Fortaleza. What is it? <laughs> Fortaleza. 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 Yes. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Because every time matter. I go After to the bar, they're like, sure. <laughs> After three shots, you will pronounce it right. After three shots, I just say dos mas, and that's it. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I think we've covered it all. Good. I've got to say, you're an amazing, amazing, amazing person. Oh, thank I you. I love your ankle bracelet. Thank you. What's the history of this ankle bracelet? Uh, me and all my girlfriends were kind of lame. We all have matching um, ankle bracelets. We're stupid like that. Um, but they all have our um, signs on them. So mine says Aries because I was born in March. Okay. And give us the Aries prediction for today. Oh, my prediction is a lot of strength, um, a lot of communication. And definitely to have a lot of fun. I'm snapping right now. <laughs> I'm snapping to that. All right, thank you. Hey, brother, how are you? It's good to see you. Welcome, welcome. This is old Blue Eyes. That's Blue Eyes. Look at those eyes. Those are really blue. What's up, man? We're just coming here, checking everything out, you know, looking at uh, Bobby Tribal. He's at a cookies event right now. Yeah, but so what's going on? What are you doing? Getting fucked up, bro. Yeah, I like it. What are you drinking? What's your drink? Bud Light. Bud Light, nice. Right on. Sounds, Come on, dude. Sounds like you're about like one-third, two-thirds of the way there already. <laughs> Having a good time? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. What's up? I've been. Does he have a podcast too? No. <laughs> did, you, did you bring a car down here? This is my homeboy's car, Albert's. The green one? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. Now, now I know why they put it up in front. That's, that's his car, man. It's a beautiful car. Dude. It's beautiful, man. So how long have you been down here? We just got here a little while ago. Right on. Just been drinking some beers, man. But I be, I, man, I'm, I'm, 
diehard fucking listen listener, bro. Ah, uh, appreciate right, that. I, I got your shirts, everything, man. Hey, man, uh, why don't you uh, tell us who you are and say, uh, listen to the Hard Luck Show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the Hard Luck Show. Little Steve, P Town, Pomona in the motherfucking house. Yeah, right on. All right. Hey, little Steve, it's good to see you. Thank you for the support, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, you be good. Hey, send me a message on Instagram, whatever. All right, all right, little Steve, Pomona in the house. Oh, did you? All right, what's up? Hard Luck Show Desert. Vince from Arizona. Oh, I, I text you guys occasionally. Oh, okay. Are you recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Go I'm ahead. cool. I'm cool. No, no, no. Vince from Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Right on, man. Show, yeah. 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 And, yeah I'm uh, the one who texted you one time and said you should check out the uh, that running podcast because right. I knew you were a runner. Remember? Right. Yeah. Back when the pandemic hit and yeah, I couldn't yeah, lift, yeah, I was yeah, running. Yeah. I That's you. Hey, this is Instagram Jesus. This is old blue eyes. And then, uh, and thank you, man. Yeah. And do you want? Do you want to? Do you have anything to say? Then got a shout out. Shout out, shout out to my family that traveled with me up here to see the show. And uh, shout out to Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. All right, man. All right, on. I went to school in Tempe for a minute. Right on. I remember you guys said it's a dry heat. Yeah. That's right. Thanks for stopping by and saying hello. Thanks for listening, man. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Have a safe drive back or whatever flight. Thank you. Look at that guy with that weird hat. Looks like he's on safari. What the hell is he doing? He is on safari. Look at this dude with the dreads. Those are dope-ass dreads. Yeah, look at this guy. What the hell is he doing? He's lost. He is. He looks like he was supposed to be like a Boy Scout leader or something. <laughs> Got lost. That looks crazy. <laughs> Oh, that's a, oh, man, it's gonna be loud here. Yeah, he, he's an artist too, right here. Who, in the yellow? In the black right here. In the black right here. here. Oh, that guy? Mm -hmm. He has art in here. <laughs> that guy right there. Him? He's one of the artists. Yeah. Maybe we could ask him. He probably would. Yeah, I was just talking to him. He's cool. All right, let's give it a shot. All right. It's pretty loud, though. It's okay. Hi guys, how's the uh, art show going? How's the so-called style masters going? Fantastic. Awesome. How much are you charging us for this first entry? I'm sorry. How much do we charge? What? How much is the admission for first entry? Uh, normally it's twelve dollars and six dollars for seniors and students. Today it's free. Awesome. Right. Well, I'm both. I'm a senior and a student. So. Great. Well, that would be uh, that would be uh, the six dollars normally. <laughs> so, unless you're an artist, then you get in for free. You know, if you're one of the people like uh, displaying art. What about BS artist? What kind of artist? BS. BS artist? What's BS? Well, this is a children's show, so I won't say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, me too. All right, thank you, sir. Not a problem. 340 North Escondido Boulevard. That sounds right. Right? Yeah. Starting today, June 25th, Street Legacy SoCal Style yeah. Masters, curated by Bobby Ruiz and Jim Dacian. That's correct. Got that right? Yep. All right, we're going to take a look around. Thank you so much. Watch that $100 bill. There's one floating on the... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the first thing that caught Blue Eyes' attention was this uh, 
video game called Tolteca, which is like Galaga, it looks like, but instead of Galaga, it's from the Toltecs. Manuel Cisneros put this together. Uh, used automotive urethane paint. There you go. How good were you at Galaga, dude? Were you good? No. Uh, I was pretty good. Uh, so, hey, Zeus, we're on the walking tour. So can you tell us uh, what we're looking at here? A lot, of, a lot of artwork. And that's all you need to know. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Um, who's Carlo Miranda? That one, I, I, I'm not sure. Okay. How about this? Do you know who this is? Shepard Ferry? I heard of him, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's some that I... You've I, heard I, of Shepard Ferry, but you're not sure? I, I don't think I've, I've seen a lot of his artwork, so I'm not too sure. Really? You've never seen You've him? never seen I don't think so. What? Do you? I wouldn't recognize him if I saw him. No, but the artwork. No, because some, some of the people I'm like... Like Obey? Yeah, have you ever heard of that, like, um, wrestler? What was his Andre name? Andre the Giant? Oh, yeah. Is that who it is? With uh, Obey? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's Shepard Ferry. Oh, that's him? Okay. Remember Obama? Yeah, I know. Hope. Have you seen that? No. The poster for Obama? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. All right, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, this has been enlightening. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't start that. I don't know everybody's name. I told you I'm not a good interview, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so here's hey, Shepard Ferry's work, and you can tell it looks like Shepard Ferry's work because. There's some artwork. It looks oh, like yeah. Shepard Ferry's work. Lefty on the picture. Hold on, hold on. So. One way that you can tell Shepard Fairey's artwork is somewhere on it, it says Obey. <laughs> as soon as you see that, you're like, oh, Shepard Fairey. But also, it has a distinctly um, um, sort of like World War II yeah, sort propaganda. of propaganda vibe to it, right? Yeah. And generally, the color palette is usually red, black, and white with a little bit of... But Russian propaganda. Yes. It has that similar stuff. Um, and I can see why it's popular. I like it. It looks great. It's laid out perfectly. Go ahead. Who is it? Sir, do you mind if we interview you about some of your artwork? Sure. Okay, sure. Um, can you tell some of the listeners who may not be familiar what your name is? Okay, uh, my name is Chaz Bohodikas. I'm the, one of the first graffiti writers. I'm the oldest, longest graffiti writer in the world right now. You know, really? And, yeah. and in the time frame, what well, would Well, I started in 1969. 1969? Right, yeah, Cornbridge started in 67, but he retired right away. Taki started in 69, but he never took it anywhere else besides the tagging. I'm the first guy that took it into fine art, into paintings and all that. And then stencil the streets. You awesome. see my stencil yeah, right Yeah, come on. Let's, let's come take a look at some of the, of the work. So, when you're saying that uh, initially... Uh, you started and you took it into fine art. Can you tell us why that transition was actually able to take place considering all the barriers that were in place? Well, you know, it took 20 years to convince people. See, when, since I was a little chamaco and all that, running around Highland Park yeah. in the, in the, in the, um, in the street, uh, underneath the streets and the tunnels and all that, I would, I would see graffiti from the Cholos from the 1950s and all that. So I was able to kind of identify with that. I go, who are these people? They're, they're, they're Mexican-American. They're people like me. Right. But I saw it as beauty. I saw the lettering as a language and all that. So when I started doing it and drawing it out there, you know, in the streets, I, I, I was an artist. 
I was going to art school at the same time, you know. And then uh, at night, I, during the day, I would paint the figure naked women, and at night, I would go out tagging. Right. And for 10 years, I kept those two separate because the tagging was graffiti. It's about action and all that. Fine art is the, the, is the uh, paintings and all that. So I right. never even thought of graffiti being fine art until around the 1970s. Right there. So let's say, no, 70, no, 1980s. And when did you start to sense that, like, wait a minute, this wall separating them is artificial? Because I started not only seeing the beauty in the graffiti, I had to prove it. So I did a painting that looked like a concrete wall. I took Zolotone paint from the, I learned from the studios and at Disneyland, the fake rocks. Yeah. So I made a fake wall and I started doing my tagging as a low call and all that. My very first painting was 1981. It's in the permit collection of the Smithsonian now. Wow, congratulations. I'm man. in three Smithsonian's. American History and Archives. You know, I'm the only graffiti writer that has that. Plus permit collections of LA, MOCA, LACMA, Dundee um, Young in San Diego and all the other places. But I went to galleries to show my work. Yeah. And they said, no, you're a fool. This is gutter art. This is street art for street. It's not art and all that. I went to East LA to show my work. They said, listen, you're going to ruin the Chicano movement because it's all bad boy art. Right. So I, they didn't want to show my work there. Yeah. I ended up in Hollywood. And then who validated me were the Hot Rod shows. A big, big Daddy Roth, Robert Williams. They're the ones who I met and they validated me. They would tell me, we don't know what it means, but it's bad boy and we like it. Right. So it was the Hot Rod Hollywood scene that kind of broke me. That didn't mean that people like graffiti. Right. So I had to kind of show them that go, I couldn't tell hey, there's some beautiful work down this alley. A curator, art museum director won't go down there, or a right. collector. But if I made a painting of it and put it in there in the context of fine art, then they could see the value of it. They could concentrate all about that. This is uh, art aesthetics. This is fine art painting. This is languaging. Right. This is, I learned um, grammar from the Chola, from Lato Locos, from the 40s and all that. Right. What the symbols mean and everything. So I took that grammar and deconstructed it and make it into my own. How can I identify with that and make my image? That's where I came up during the hippie times. You know, I, I saw the Dia uh, de los Muertos. I took the skull. I took, I took Superfly and, and, uh, and Shaft. The, the pink daddy fur collar and the hat. Yeah. I took that. And then I, it, my original drawing had joints because I was a hippie. I was blowing grass, blowing weed. Back when it wasn't legal. In yellow papers, right. right? You know, so I changed. I took the joint out because it's it was against morality to hit up churches or cars or or put drugs or or sex out there. Right. We had we had rules, you know. Right. So then I just put it. I took the joint out and crossed its fingers. That's Senor Suerte. That's beautiful. You know. That's how I'm, we came out, and you know. And so let me ask you this, because again. So I feel like on some level, a lot of people sort of understand the idea that, you know, you have this group of people that are controlling what's defined as art, and then you have other people who are doing art, right? Yeah. But also it seems to me that there's an inside-outside aspect physically, right? And you're saying, yeah. like, if people would have looked at the city, the entire city as an art project, it might not have been so hard to send them down the alley to take a look at what somebody was doing. What is your insider thought about why were cities themselves not viewed as actual creative projects by our society? <coughs> Excuse me. 
you got to remember, the only time, the, the only style of graffiti there was gangster style in L.A. Nobody wanted to deal with that. And because all the gangsters, they had uh, the, the avenues, had the skull on them. There were CP boys, White Fence, you know, Dogtown, all that. Right. They were all a prison thing. Mm. So they all felt that prison didn't have value as fine art. They were totally separate. And we do live in two worlds. There is the art market world of Art Basel all over the world and all that. Yeah. And then there's also the the, the 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 art world that you and I live in. Right. And all that. The gallery scene, the living scene. Art for me is a lifestyle. I right. live this every day. Right. Of people who I know, who I've known and all that, I create I work in my studio every single day. And I we become a leader and we're graffiti now is in what, two parts? Graffiturism and killing graffiti. Yeah. Leather based and hardline and all that stuff. Yeah. That's art in Europe. And um, so, I mean, I'm leaders and all part of that. So, in some ways, I had to wait till the right time. Right. Another generation to, to create it as street art, to validate it as fine art. Because in my generation, it was gangster, cholo, they want to see it. And if you were, and you do, I'm, I know, because you're, like you said, you're a leader in the art world. But if you're going to talk directly to young people who are now starting yeah. to pick up art materials, what advice or thoughts would you give them to start thinking about now as they enter this world and into the future? You know, there's like a hundred or maybe a thousand of them more than in my generation. So the competition is a lot stiffer. But in my generation, we didn't have the uh, media. Right. They can self-promote themselves. Video broadcasting, audio, everything out of their bedrooms and all that. We, we couldn't do that. We had to go to New York, you know, just to be in a major gallery because LA didn't count. Now the young people can not only promote themselves, it's harder, it's harder um, competition. Right. If you look around this show, yeah. this legacy show that Bobby has, everybody is good. Right. Exceptionally good and all that. Younger generation has had to come up to our level. So in some ways, we've already set them up to be at a, you know, a 200%. Right. They have to compete hard and all that. My advice is you have to be at two words, unique and profound. Your work has to be different, has to have your own style. People need to recognize you from across the room. Right there. Hey, that's Chewy's work, you know? Hey, right. that, that's Mir's work, all that, you know? Right. And then it has to be profound. It's got to mean something. Can't and be a pretty picture. Right, and so I think that's absolutely correct, and I think that goes for art in across a lot of different genres, right? Yeah. Music, everything, right? Work hard, right. Exactly. So what is it then for somebody who's young? Because when, and my experience is when I talk to young people and go like, you got to learn this or you got to discover this. Yeah, about they don't listen to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what is the secret to getting clear on what your uniqueness really is, not what you want it to be? You know, sometimes there's two ways. First, I need to speak truth. Clearly and simply, and all that. The second one is the young people don't listen to me, so I influence the 40-year-olds. 40-year-olds right. influence the 20-year-olds. It's up to the 20-year-olds to take care of the 15-year-olds, all that traviesos and all that kind of stuff, and offer opportunities. Because if they don't have an opportunity, they're gonna mischief in the streets. Right. They're gonna be tagging the streets and all that. Which you do need a minimum of 10 years in the street to call yourself a graffiti writer. But once you get to that level, you want to compete with everybody, you want to be in the magazines, you want to have a clothesline, you want to be in the video, you want to have all that, you want to have money, yeah. enough money to buy a car and a house, Yeah. then you stop the illegal. 
you start going into the legal stuff. Then you start competing in the real world, in the art market world, and all that. And that's a, and that those are a little bit different rules. Those are two different worlds because the art market, you need to be in the galleries. What makes you better than the other good painter right next to you? All right, and you need to speak. You need to be lectures and all that, and you also need to learn to write. If a magazine comes up and asks you to do an interview, has ask you with 50 questions, you better come up and say the truth because everybody's going to see that you're a fool mm. or you're weak and mm. all that. I'll tell you, showing in a gallery show is harder than being in the streets because the competition is high. I do one stupid line on here and everybody remembers by your worst piece. So, you know, it's harder. You know. Right on. Well, I want to say thank you. It's you an bet. honor. You Mucho respeto. Thank right you very much. You and uh, your work is beautiful. And I'm, I'm very proud that you talked to us and to give us some insight into what it takes to not just break through, but mm. to survive, live, and thrive. How do I stay fresh at 73? Yeah. Working hard, man. You know. That's what hey, it is. My love to Bobby in this legacy show. He deserves it. And I respect him so much. He gave me an opportunity a long time ago. And, you know, I'm here to, re to support him. Well, thank you very much. And, yeah, Bobby's another guy that's been doing it for a long time, that's right. right? Right, the right way. The right way. All right, All right. thank Take you, care. sir. Thank you. Yeah, this is just a small taste from Street Legacy. We'll bring you part two next time featuring some more inspiring artists and a small tribute to Bobby Tribal. Uh, so don't forget to tune in. But for now... That's it from us here, and like we do about this time, adios amigos on a hard luck show. <laughs> <laughs>